Welcome to We'll Make a Disnerd Out of You, and I'm your resident Disney nerd, Tom. This is the podcast where myself and an array of fabulous guests will be exploring the world of Disney, and in particular, what makes Disney so special to us all. And this week, I am very, very excited to welcome two very close friends, Holly and Adrian. Welcome to the pod. Hello. Hi, Tom. Thank you for having us. They're very, very, very excited. So how do I find you this glorious winter's week? Oh, well, we are good. We're a little bit kind of Christmas out already. (laughs) We've just been putting our Christmas tree up today with our three-year-old. So you can imagine. I saw the pictures. I saw the pictures. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Not not a good thing to have a three-year-old. No, it's uh, it's the first year she's kind of properly understanding Christmas and um, there were beads and tinsel yeah. flying all over the place so yeah it's quite stressful that's cute that's cute, <laughs> so cute yeah. we've we're, we're we're literally on the throes of decorating our house um <laughs> I've got a mickey reef for the front door I would um, need nothing less naturally yeah naturally. it lights up and everything um, and we've got some um, Lilo and Stitch, um, <laughs> like bunting to go around the living room. It's nice little it. stockings. Um, and yeah, just got a tree today. So we'll be decorating that. Well, we actually have a Disney bauble. We, we do have do a you? Disney bauble. Yeah, we're yeah. not as Disneyed out as you no. guys, obviously. But yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. So that was one from our. That was my 30th that was your, Disneyland yeah. Paris, yeah. wasn't it? So yeah. Yeah. so, yeah, that's the point. So, obviously, one, what I'm quite excited about this week is that, um, obviously, Holly, you've got some really great experience. You actually yeah. have worked for Disney. Yes, I have in uh, Florida, Disney World. It was so, a fantastic summer. Yeah. So, I'm very, very excited and, of course, very, very <laughs> jealous. So, I've actually <laughs> never been. So, so on um, – and also, the big thing – uh, with us guys is obviously we all went to uni together mm-hmm. and um we've got a lot of experience performing on stage together yeah um and i think you know it's our sort of experience of disney i think very similar we're all of a similar age mm-hmm. um and i think the big thing for us obviously is the stage adaptations of disney oh, yes yes the epic stage yeah i mean we're very lucky we've seen a few haven't we and yeah uh, yeah. not not as many as you tom though i don't know no we're booked in to see um bed knobs and broomsticks so good it's so uh, good flower in southampton it's so good i think i'll be talking about that a little bit later but um so um so yeah actually on that point i think i'll start on my first question so my first question for you this week is um, what screen to stage Disney production have you seen and which was your favourite and why? Okay, are you going with Okay, I'll go first. first. Uh, So in terms of the musicals, Disney musicals I've seen, um, so let me think, Mary Poppins being one, Mm -hmm. um, Aladdin, uh, Lion King and Beauty and the Beast. Mm. Uh, But for me, I think... Mary Poppins was the was the best one for me but it wasn't well for me it was because it was back in 2004 and I was auditioning for drama school like you probably were as well Mm -hmm. and I had I don't forget I had an audition with the um, Bristol Old Vic and I had to travel all, all the way to central London and I had to pay like 40 pounds for this audition and I was expecting it to be like a whole day but it literally was, you go into a room 
read or perform like a monologue and it's like yeah thanks we'll be in touch see you later bye and it's yeah. like wow so i've like, wasted my time <laughs> your time to you know and you know, it's just oh, it's awful so my... I thought, what shall i do and i i went to leicester square and i managed to pick up god knows it was so cheap back then i think it was like a 25 30 pound ticket and right. i was third row in the stalls <laughs> and i went into it not knowing what to expect so this was the one with um Laura Michelle Kelly, Anthony oh, Robbins, Gavin Lee as Bert, and I believe David Haig, top of my head. Yeah, was, it was. Um, Mr. Banks. Yeah. And I was honestly blown away. I, I just could not believe when just the magic, just the absolute magic of it all. And, you know, Bert climbing up the proscenium arch and going, off, you know, upside oh, down, tap dying. Cool, and I honestly, it was something, it was just such a great experience. And, um, you know, even, you know, Laura Michelle Kelly flying off at the end. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've seen something similar in, had you seen Witches of Eastwick? I haven't seen. seen. So do you remember our first, when we first met, our first ever conversation is you asked me exactly the same question. <laughs> Did I really? Oh my yeah, God. Our so first that, ever I, conversation. I'm, I'm moving away. I'm moving away from Disney slightly because Witches of Eastwick was one of my all-time favourite musicals. And you had um, um, oh, Joanna Riding, Maria Friedman, Lucianas, at the end of that one, they were just they at Jury Lane Theatre, they flew into the audience and it's something I'd never seen before. So is something are we getting like a is there a pattern forming here? Is I like this, people You flying. just like people flying. I like people flying. <laughs> I like you know what, Tom? I like the wow factor. Yeah. And that was a good wow factor. And very similar, you know, like with the child catcher at the Palladium at the end of Chichi Chichi Bang Bang. But, yeah. You know, Laura Michelle Kelly flying off in the finale of the show mm. with her umbrella and her bag. It's amazing. And then the kids waving goodbye. And it was truly sensational. Admittedly, I haven't seen um, the one with um, Charlie Stemp and... Um, so Caesar I've Stratton. been really lucky. So like, I I actually, I saw the original production like you. I saw, um, and there is, some, there is some stark differences, but it's very, very similar. So I, um, my friend, I was at college and my friend Sam and I, didn't really want to do dance that afternoon and our music teacher hadn't our singing teacher hadn't turned up for yeah. mm. in the morning so we went to the dance teacher and said look you know we want to make the most are you actually expecting to teach dance this afternoon because i think we've got loads of people missing or something mm. and she said well if you go when there's going to be no lessons this afternoon and i was like so she said just go <laughs> and so she said, so we left we left amersham and jumped on a train and went into london um, and basically the rule was that if we went, we had to go and see Mary Poppins. Yeah. And because it was Matthew Bourne and Matthew Bourne was like a really new and upcoming choreographer at the time. Yeah. And yeah. um, so we, we went to watch it and it was only like, I think it was about two weeks after it opened. Oh, and the same as you, like just the feeling. I mean, I, I just remember crying just out of pure. You know what? Yeah. I did. Yeah. And I was on my own and I wasn't ashamed of it. You know, I was like, wow. And I, I think because I was, quite close to the to the stage as well mm. and like, like i said like i'm i just think you remember paying such a stupid amount of money for that seat mm. and mm-hmm. now you'll be for that that seat you'll be paying hundreds of pounds yeah to get there so i, I you know we're so so fortunate and yeah it was it was such a, a magical moment and but the, the big yeah. thing with the stage production i mean the two because i saw the tour at <laughs> birmingham hippodrome yeah and um one of the big, big differences that I found is that you've got the um, the original production, the house, 
on Cherry Tree Lane. It was like a doll's house. Do you remember? Like, yes. the different opened up. Yeah. Yeah. And, but the UK tour is very slightly different. It's a pop up book. So, you know, like you get pop up books. Yeah. Where, like, uh, okay. yeah so yeah, it's yeah. like that. So, it's a more manageable set to tour yeah. with. So, but it's yeah. just as stunning because, like, it just unfolds. Mm. And, like, and it's. That's what I think Disney do when it because because you think you know the touring production you think a, a little bit sorry I'm going to completely down another <laughs> another musical in my opinion but a little bit like Starlight Express the tour you know mm. I'll oh, put your three D glasses on yeah because they oh, couldn't, so uh, they couldn't tour the whole you know the, yeah. the, the track with everyone coming out into the audience Rosegate and what have you so the three D glasses thing had to had to happen and mm. you know. It, 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 I don't know. I mean, I haven't seen a, a huge amount of Disney um, tours, but it just seems to me that they it, they put they pull the stops out. It was a bit Bill Kenwright. Right. Bit Bill Kenwright. <laughs> yeah. yeah. In your yeah. opinion. In my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But yeah, uh, no, it, it was it's fab. I love Mary Poppins. It's one of it is one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, and I'm so I'm so excited that you're going to see Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Oh, so yeah. Martin wait. cannot wait. Yeah. Cannot wait. Um, Martin and I saw it in September, and it is stunning. Like it's on a much more intimate scale when it comes to Disney productions. Okay. But the thing that I adored about it was the fact that you just get this ensemble approach to the, the show and okay. so you know every single member of cast is working their asses off throughout yeah. it's yeah. like you know they're, they're creating all of the scenes they're moving the set they're they're becoming parts of the set it's is, it's just great it's, is it one of those one of those shows where you just kind of you end up leaving the theater feeling exhausted yourself because you just think that was flipping amazing how did they do it yeah, thing, you know, how do they? So how do they do the bed? Is it? A, is it a flying carpet? Yeah, I can't, can't give out. I can't give out secrets. Oh, I can't give out. Don't ruin the surprise. <laughs> oh, see, I do. You, do you know the answer to this? Okay, so I'm just going to move on to Aladdin very quickly. How yeah. on earth do they do the flying carpet? Is it? How <sighs> I just could. I can't work. I it don't out. know. I've never worked it out. I think it's like some kind of like glass box. Yeah, that makes sense. So. Like the it's some kind of like um see through box that moves and yeah. like the carpet sits on the bottom on the box. of the box. Yeah. Mm. That's but the only way that the lighting, it, surely you'd see that in the lighting. I don't know. But the lighting's very clever though, because it's yeah. it's dark where it needs to be. And yeah. I, I that's one thing I do notice about it. Yeah. Um but it is a, it's a stunning piece of set. Like yeah, it, oh, it yeah. really yeah. is good. Right really is good and um, um i think you'll probably talk about this but beauty yeah. and the beast i thought as well yeah well really seeing, seeing as you've hogged most of this well i just wanted to i just wanted to, i just wanted my when i went to broadway yeah my first broadway show was yeah. uh beauty and the beast, was beauty and the beast yeah and i will have to say tom that that is my because i've i've seen uh, everything that, that adrian's seen i think most mm. of them have we seen together actually um but yeah beauty and the beast has, has got to be my favorite it's got i've Got got a got a soft spot for that one because that uh, I was really lucky uh, when I was sixteen. You know, you have work experience when you're at school. Yeah, I had a week uh, backstage at our local theatre. We're very lucky to have a big, awesome theatre um, called the Mayflower in Southampton mm. uh, near where we live. And um, yeah, I managed to get backstage of uh, Beauty and the Beast while it was touring there when I was sixteen. Amazing. 
and um it's always yeah it's always been my favorite from from then on because i i managed i was very lucky you know um el carpenter was playing the beast at the time yes um and i managed to <laughs> this is gonna sound a bit a bit 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 sort of naughty but i managed to go into his dressing oh, room <laughs> Um, but yeah, just to go, uh, one of the backstage crew said, oh, do you want to come and meet uh, Mr. Carpenter? And I said, oh, yeah, that'd be fantastic. And I sort of, you know, it was this 16-year-old just going, Hello. Was this pre-Phantom? Oh, gosh, I don't know. This what, must what have been. It? Yeah, it must have been. I was 16. Yeah. yeah. Because he was, again, I'm sorry, I'm talking about Witches of Eastwick. He was, um, <laughs> yes. was Daryl Van Horn uh, oh. when it he was to the Prince of Wales. I don't know, it so, must have been after. He's local other, as well. He's Bournemouth. Yeah. He's a Bournemouth guy. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um the other so with that production, I so you would have met my old singing teacher. So oh, really? her name, I think her stage name is Amanda Hall. Who was she playing? So, so she was the wardrobe and oh, she was the wardrobe and she understudied Mrs. Potts. Oh wow. So oh, fantastic. Yeah, I, I would have because do you know what? I, I was ever so lucky because I, I got to they kind of did a bit of a rotation for me so like each performance mm. I got to sort of look at sort of a different aspect of the technical side so I was in the right on the roof of the theatre for the spot box um oh, wow. night. and then another I was in the sound and lighting desks another I was sort of you know right you know down in the dressing rooms and another one I was um literally on the wings of the stage and they called it babysitting the um the the fog I was able you know like the the I think it's end of act one the beast yeah. does his big solo and um he you know he's up in the the sort of turrets of his castle and what have you and yeah I was able to sort of like you know help blow the old uh, dry ice onto the, onto the stage yeah it was such for a 16 year old flipping I mean I would be in it all now yeah. <laughs> sort of mid-30s but for a 16 year old I was just I was mesmerized and that um, so good do you know what I, I vividly remember the you know the is it oh which scene is it when they do the chinking of the mugs you know the tankards and um, Gaston yes yeah. that's it no well, one... that's like we don't want to hear the song Adrian you're fine yeah they're chinking of the and the dancers they were I just remember seeing them like oh they the professionals practice in the wings as well they were like sort of chinking that going through all of the uh, steps movement. before they, movements for the choreography before they went on stage and they were sort of doing it just before they went on stage and then it was all you know so I've got a I've got a go question on. for you you got a question for me yeah right so I because I've I've seen it I've not been backstage so yeah. how did they do the transformation how did they do tra I can't no I don't think I'm allowed to say Tom oh am for I? goodness sake am I allowed to say Tom well I mean it, it's done differently now I imagine because the talk that's on now is is completely different to the original. So, so yeah, I'm allowed to say, are you giving me permission, uh, Tom? Yeah, yeah, okay. go for it. Go for yeah, it. it was a completely different person. Oh, don't ruin it. <laughs> you just <laughs> asked me. Really? Yes. Was it really? Yeah, like from the, um, oh, I can't, it was so many years ago, but from the bit in the scene you know like when they're fighting when he's fighting yeah. Gaston and it's all sort of like a I believe I believe it's a sort of pre-recorded track there right and mm -hmm. then um a yeah somebody is is spins on a on a <laughs> I don't know what the technical term so he, is a so spinner that... and then the beast comes on as yeah okay but you asked yeah. me I, yeah you well because I'm I, I'm I quite like Shrek the musical and it's how print how they managed to quickly transform Princess Fiona mm. yeah I think that's yeah. It's the it's the usual it's the usual thing there. So yeah, 
I'm so jealous because I really I've never seen a professional production of Beauty and the Beast on stage and oh. I, I'm going to try and see because the tour's been extended yes and it's on now so I am going to try and see it this year oh it's just please so, it's just so damn expensive again that's the trouble like, yeah it's it? price that is that's the tr- trouble um mm. anyway right so question two now I wanted to sort of delve a little bit more into your experience of Disney World so Ooh. um I, I'm going to metaphorically this is you know I wish this was true but um, <laughs> I have just one day to spend in Disney World okay um so um what are you going to take me to what are we going to do okay. what are we going to do first and why okay can I go. just can, can I, I just I'm, I'm just going to cut in there really what? really quickly because one day in Disney World is just not enough that is, I know. that is true. That is true. I know. You but need to be a bit more specific. Like skimming, just skimming you down to like okay. the best bit. Right. The best bit the opening. So, the so I would, so naturally, if you were new to Disney World and you've never been before, you're going to have to go to Magic Kingdom. Magic Kingdom. It's a no brainer. Mm-hmm. And I would personally take you to uh, Peter Pan. Yeah. Oh, and I, I would do, I would do, did, 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 why do you hate that, Tom? No, I love that ride. Oh, I love that ride. Because, it's because it's, I think it's it's magical. There's always a massive queue for it. It's probably one of the biggest. It's queues. so popular, yeah. and it's mm. but it's so great, even for an adult. It's I mean, I've I've been I go on it like three or four times. I know. And this was pre-Pippa. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? But it's just so magical. It and like is the, so the good. The models, you know, when you're flying over London, it's like oh my god. So I, I took my, when I took mum to Paris, literally weeks before lockdown. Yeah. Um, we I took her on that, and it, she was like, "Oh my god, this is amazing!" Yeah. Like I didn't, I thought this thing. was just going to be. But it's such a classic ride. It's, but it's because yeah. you wouldn't have thought because you know when you asked us that, and we thought, "Oh yeah, it would have to be the piece of pan ride," because you just think that is such a. It seems like such a childlike ride, and it is, but it's it's an oldie but a goodie. It's a one goodie. of the oldest mm. rides, but it just. I mean, it does exactly what Disney wants you, or, or Walt Disney wanted you to do. Is, yeah. is is actually come away from you know boring adulting responsibilities yeah. Yeah. and and go into this sort of make believe world. And it does just that. It just it's made lovely. you feel. It makes you feel like a kid. It basically. does. It's lovely. Yeah. I love um, it. So that would be the first one. Yeah, that'd be the first one. I would, um, being a bit selfish, I would take you to Star Wars because I'd never because probably when. Um, so Holly and I first got together in our third year of uni. And prior to that, Holly was working, as you know, in Disney yeah. World. And I was working in Camp America. I was in Michigan. And knowing that Holly was in Disney World, I thought, oh, you know what? Let's just do a road trip with a few mates to Disney World. I'm sure she'll let us in for free. Yeah, so he didn't want to come see me. We got him for free. free got a free ticket, Tom. <laughs> got like a five-day pass. But, oh, my that- God. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's incredible. <laughs> Um, so, but, but Holly was, old yeah, Holly was working at Star Tours, so that's got a bit of, um, you know. But now, but my the ride that I worked on, it was like the old simulator. Do you remember the simulators? Mm. Um, yeah, and like with the old models of R two D two and all that, and um, it was great fun. But it, they were so old. So I nice think it's been demolished now. I'm yeah, guessing. it's it's gone into a whole new world. Yeah, Maybe so it's a dark ride now. Yeah, I've I've seen it on um, so I've seen it on YouTube, yeah. and I think that 
has the wow factor. So I think we'd go there. So the, the new the new Star Tours is based around that you can go to whatever planet. It could be, I think the track is it's like 13 different planets, 13 different situations, wow. and they mix they mix match it. So like you go, so when you obviously it's the same in Paris and you you sit down in the seats. Yeah. And then every single time you go on it is completely different. Mm. Um, it's incredible it's so so good so yeah. so good and what's really lovely about it at Paris is that they um they have like little nods to the old Star Tours so like you'll go around oh that's nice and in the the luggage hall they have um the old robot being packed into a case yeah 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 oh, which is quite cute and it's like you know they're sort of like you know that's the old robot that used to take you down this is the new robot and it's yeah. it's it is good it is really good <laughs> oh that's fantastic yeah so we yeah, have to do that have i think over the, there we'll see well i well yes okay yeah we'll see the parade and then we'll <laughs> yeah. pop over to mgm i think well, it's not mgm anymore well hollywood hollywood studios, studios. and yeah. do a bit of the tower of terror Oh, love that ride now, so has much. That been, now, here's a question for you. Has it been transformed into Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy? That's one of the lands. Not, not in Disney World, no. No. Okay. They, they did it in California, and I think there was a bit of like, oh, it's a great ride, but do you know what? Do not do this in any other part. Yeah, because... uh, that was it. So, do you um... know what? When I was working at, at Disney, I really, really, really wanted to be one of those people, like the, you know, the bellboy type people in yeah. the oh, Twilight Zone, yeah. Tower of Terror. But I think you had to be you know you had to be a sort of a regular because it was it was the summer for me and you had to be quite mm. a regular a regular worker cast member there i think for that because they, they don't have to be just tall take... and lanky as well you... <laughs> <laughs> that's why you don't think i'm tall and lanky but the, the, <laughs> but the, the, yeah the thing is with, with tower of terror is that like i mean in disney world it's very different to paris so yeah. paris is literally just the lift shaft yeah um, and you do the the bit inside the the auditorium and things mm. and um you got you have going to the library and i think like disney world and, and california but mm. unlike disney world and california you in they you have like the twilight zone bit where you're oh, yeah. like walk going through the twilight zone yeah, 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 um, yeah which is completely different to paris yeah. um but they've done a similar thing to star tours where now like you could each time you go on it, it could be completely different. Yeah, because so then, yeah, it's the hover, drop you can hover. Drop, isn't it? Yeah, see, I, I mean, I just like the um, the mechanical side of it as well. I like mm. the fact that you you know you're you go into the lift, but the lift is actually a, a ride, and you then you join the actual lift shaft, mm. and then it yeah. drops you somewhere else at the end. I just find, but at least they have at least they have individual seatbelts now. So yes. when I went when I was in when I was a kid, uh, my parents took us. Uh, we were really lucky to go in nineteen in ninety nine, and um, Tower of Terror was pretty much brand new um, back then. It was all on like the billboards and international drive, so it was brand new. And we, um, they only had you know like the bars that came down over like. Oh, really. So my dad, who by the way hates, uh, is afraid of heights and hates lifts. Um, right. <laughs> I don't know how I got him on to that. But I did. I think he just took pity because nobody, my mom didn't want to go on, my brother didn't want to go on, so he came on with me. And um, I might offend. I mean, my dad. I, I don't want to offend my dad here, but back then he's already, he's lost a lot of weight now. But back then he did have a bit of a belly, and I was you know tiny. What was I? What thirteen? Something like that. Twelve, thirteen. And so the the bar didn't come anywhere near my belly at all. And so you know, obviously when it was like you know free falling up and down. 
I was just coming off of my seats, literally. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, they've they've definitely changed that since then. They've mm. actually got individual seat belts and things now, haven't they? Yeah. And I don't know how many how many um lifts they have. I think they have like three or four, don't they? But then they In have Paris, they have I won't say they have six. Yeah. But then you have more kind of lifts you have more kind of queue systems don't you to go into yeah yes yeah, so yeah. they take it in turns to use the lift shaft am i right yeah yeah. yeah yeah that's right yeah. there's three lift shafts but i think they have six six that's right. it. Yeah. Six, yeah 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 but yeah. i think you know I, i'm not trying I, I don't you know there's all kinds of different rides we could do i guess but we would have to finish the day off with the fireworks and magic engine. yeah so we would mooch We'll mooch around. <laughs> check out some Take, shows. Yeah, check it. Yeah, parade. check out some shows. I'm not parade. gonna lie. I'd need some time for merchandise. Like, yeah, I well, can't downtown Disney. Total Disney merchandise. Well, we got our ball ball. We did get. Obsessed <laughs> 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 with our Disney ball ball. <laughs> um. Yeah. So do. Yeah. Okay. We'll take you to the merch. Take you to downtown Disney. No, no, but no. no the, you don't have to go to downtown Disney. What? I just no. go down what Magic Kingdom. Yeah. There's loads of. Oh, okay. Shots down. All in right. Well, I thought you'd have more to offer down. Okay. And then <laughs> we'll finish up with the fireworks. Get an, get a, get a nice spot for the fireworks. So get there relatively early, mm. and um, yeah, finish up the fireworks. Admittedly, we. So when I was well, when we were both in Disney World. Again with the free pass. Thanks for that. Um, we saw uh, wishes. Yeah, so I we've we've seen like little clips of the fireworks now, but obviously they've got they're so big on projection now, aren't they? Yeah. And I must say, I I just I really loved the old firework displays. Like the, the, it was called Wishes, wasn't it? And it yeah. was just spectacular. The, the I mean, I love that what they've done is so amazing. Well, that now. that lasted so long. I mean, I think it finished in around what twenty seventeen Wishes. Was it something mm. like that? It, and it started. I mean, we saw it back in two thousand seven. Yeah. Um. So it lasted such a long time, and then obviously, as Holly said, the projection came in. Yeah. I mean, they had element of it. I think Tinkerbell still flies. Tinkerbell yes, still flies, and they've got a load of fireworks still. They still have the fireworks. Yeah. yeah. Um. But they've recently, I think September this year, they changed it again. Mm. Um. To a yeah, new it's display. The, it's the fiftieth anniversary, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So, oh, right, yeah. 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 So um. Yeah. So that's that's our day. Oh no! But I would have to then oh. go to downtown Disney for drinks. Oh yeah, get drunk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Naturally, yeah. <laughs> naturally. Um, amazing. So I'm very excited. That would be the best day. So number three. Um. So my next one was I was very curious. If you were in any Disney musical, um, mm. what Disney character would you play and why? You go first. Oh, oh it's a no-brainer for me. I would be Lumiere. From oh Nets. really? I wasn't going to say that for you, but carry on. Carry yeah, on. well, I like because because well, <laughs> back at uni, I was quite tall and uh, yeah. a bit gangly, and I, I still tall. Well, I'm still tall. Naturally, well, I, was shrunk, I was shrunk in the wash. Um, but I, I was a big. I've always been a massive fan of Beauty and the Beast and um, Jerry Jerry Obach, um, oh, Jerry Orbach, yeah, Orbach, yeah, who played, um, who voiced Lumiere. Um, in the animated film I just just loved the way he just loved his voice and the way he did it and mm. the song and I always used to sing the song and it's it's one of my favourite Disney songs as well and I don't know I just I'd love to play that part because I think you know just well, can you guess what I so think? many laughs oh go on who would you, you think I'd be I thought you were going to say Bert yes yeah okay yeah. but yeah okay yeah I can see that but I'm just not good at tap dancing. <laughs> if I'm being perfectly frank. What, like, you're not good at, at tap dancing? Yeah. Like, you're not senior yeah, I mean, no. I mean, 
I could wing Lumiere, but I think Bert's a step too far, personally. <laughs> I'm not actually asking you to do it. Well, no, I'm, well, I'm just... Well, you're, if I this isn't an audition, by the way, just, just yeah. saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but no, I think, yeah, Lumiere for me. Yeah, well, I think, well, actually, I don't, because it's not in production anymore. It only lasted, well, not very long at all in Broadway. You know, uh, The Little Mermaid? Yeah. It was uh, on stage, wasn't it, in Broadway for a very short amount of time. Yeah. But I would love to have played Ariel. And I'll tell you for why. It's because that was, um, actually, we're only talking about it because we took our daughter, Pippa, to the cinema this morning, actually, the first time she realised, we did like a baby cinema before, but, you know, first time she's really been to the cinema and watched something um, this morning, actually. And we were only talking about our first trips to the cinema. And my first trip to the cinema, and I absolutely remember every single bit, was The Little Mermaid. Because I, I know it came out in 89, but I think it was at cinemas in the UK in 1990. So It probably would have extended into 1990, yeah. Yeah. More than so, likely. Yeah, so that's something, uh, when I was a kid, so I think it just stuck with me. And I just, I used to think I was Ariel. I used to sort of, you know, run around the house sort of going, ah, you know, all of that. And I actually used to put armbands on me. Wow. <laughs> and it's like, oh my God. I mean, if I was actually thinking clearly, mermaids don't need armbands. Wow. You know, so I, I wasn't obviously thinking as a. She a might not be able to swim. You never know. But yeah, but so it's something that's really, really stuck with me. And I, I absolutely adore Ariel. And I think I just wanted to be her when I was a little girl. So yeah, it's something that I'd love to be on stage. And did you know mm. that that Little Mermaid is now on the Antrim circuit? Is it really? It is. It is. So, so it hold is. on. No, the opera- <laughs> I'm doing a plug for the Operatic and Dramatic Society <laughs> here in, uh, in Essex. <laughs> they're bringing out... They're, they're- they're doing Little Mermaid oh um, gosh, I've got to go in 2023. 20, I think really? they're one of the first to do it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I might actually go and see that. It'd be interesting. Because yeah. didn't they use Heelys? I don't know. They did. They did. Yeah. Yeah. They so did. I don't know how that would work. I don't know. No. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I think stay well, well like, clear. By saying you that they need Heelys on Broadway, I can see why I didn't laugh. <laughs> I was <gonna> yeah. Say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> okay, then. So, question number four. So, obviously, you've got a very young family. Um, what films would you sit and watch? So, you've got the Christmas holidays coming up. Um, yeah. What films would you sit down as a family to watch together on Disney? So, she just got into Disney. She's, yeah, like literally over the last month or so, she's slowly getting into Disney and we've, she's very into the classics. Yeah. Which is fantastic. Very well. So, yeah. we've been watching. Um, so what's the one? Cinderella. Cinderella she's absolutely obsessed with uh, Peter Pan as well. She she's obsessed with Peter Pan. In actual oh. fact, do you know she's so obsessed because she, uh, she watches it at my parents' house because my my parents kind of look after her sometimes so we can work. And um, she 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 wants to get she she asks my mum to dress up as Peter Pan. So she she wants my mum <laughs> to be Peter Pan. But the only it's really strange. The only like my mum has like a bunch of dress up. That I think was left like at, 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 in my sort of old bedroom, you know, yeah. uh, from sort of years gone by. And I think, <laughs> please don't get any wrong ideas, but I think I had like an old French maid's outfit from <laughs> since I'm really, really dodgy. Gosh. An old French maid's outfit that was from like a really, you know, stupid fancy dress party at uni. Probably one of yours, Tom, to be fair. 
Probably. Yeah. It was always a fancy dress party. <laughs> but, but my mum has... I mean, it really is quite bad. My mum has this in, in Pippa's dressing up bag now. And, and for some reason, Pippa thinks that my mum should be wearing this as Peter Pan. I have no idea why. So, you know, there'll be times when I come and collect Pippa. She's just watched a massive Peter Pan film with my mum. And I'll open the front door to their house. And my mum will just come to the door going, hiya, dressed, you know, in a French maid's dress. But she's I can been... live. Yeah. I can yeah, imagine so you... your mum doing wow. that. That image is, is, yeah. Yeah, is fantastic. But yeah, so Peter Pan is, is Yeah, huge, Peter Pan is big. Um... At the moment. But we, I mean, something that I would really love to get her watching now, obviously, in the lead up to Christmas is something I know you is. It's like a tradition for you, um, Mm. Tom, is Muppets Christmas Carol. Yes. But I would say just as a person who watched that when they were about five. Did it frighten you? Oh, my God. Yeah. So I, I loved it from that moment. But just all the ghosts except, yes, except for the middle true. one yes terrifies me that is true actually i mean she was we were watching aladdin earlier and she was a bit like you know the cave of wonders yeah yeah she was yeah. a bit like oh mm. not sure about that but yeah maybe, mm. maybe we shouldn't sort of you know terrorize our child too soon too, you know? not yet not <laughs> yet <laughs> yeah that's quite, yeah. quite good uh good point made so yeah going back <laughs> to the question i think I think the classics. I think that's what we're start with the classics. Yeah, for sure. yeah. good education. Yeah, you know, we say about you know the education of the classics. It's yeah. not you know it's not Jane Austen. It's not you know Pride and Prejudice. It, it it's the Disney <laughs> classic. That's the education children need. Yeah, that's coming from the teacher. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so obviously at Disney World, which character would you meet first, and why? Well, if I'm being perfectly honest with you, Tom, yeah. we're pretty lazy in that respect. <laughs> in that when, you know, pre-Pips, we, you know, when Holly and I went to Disney World and land yeah. um, in Paris, we would just want to go on the rides. You know, if we saw the characters in passing, we'd say hello, <laughs> um, try and get a cheeky <laughs> selfie, but we wouldn't queue up. Um, to have it done, but now we have Pippa. Or oh, a few, we wouldn't three be allowed to even. We wouldn't be able to do that. No, so, no. yeah. So if Pippa is in tow, I would happily queue up for Peter Pan. She would be mesmerised. She would be mesmerised by Peter Pan. Oh. Yeah. They usually at, at Paris. They usually do Peter Pan, Hook, and Wendy, and Smee together. Well? Yeah. That so you, so I I've been there where they've had like Hook in one area and Peter Pan and Wendy in another and Smee there as well. Um, so um, so you usually can see them all together at one point. Is, yeah. Is Hook yeah. in skin outfit? He's skin, yeah, isn't he's, he? Yeah, he's skin's outfit. Yeah. He's Whereas yeah. Peter Pan's obviously. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Actually, there yeah. was um when I was when I was working there again um <laughs> it was a there was a real love story. I didn't know them personally but um one of the people uh, one of the what do you call them, best friends. Peter, Peter Pan were and of Wendy. Peter Pan, yeah. That's it, a friend of Peter Pan, a friend of Wendy. Um, they were together. They actually got, they got oh, engaged that summer and they got married soon after. Cute. Yeah, meeting like that. So that's really They sweet. quite often, because um, do you remember Richie, who we went to uni with? Yes, yeah. He was Peter Pan at Paris. Ah, oh, fantastic. For a while. So, like, he, they very often hire British people to play Wendy and Peter Pan. Yeah. Very yeah. often. Um, there was a Wendy that uh, my my friend who was friends with Cinderella, um, yeah. basically one of uh, 
one of um, friends of Cinderella, one of her friends is friends mm. with Wendy. Um, and <laughs> she, when we went the first time and Lottie was only um, like eight months old, we've got yeah. this gorgeous picture where Wendy, like, it was really embarrassing. We were in the, watching the parade and um, she'd obviously said to all of the actors, like, come and like we'll see a little baby dressed up as Cinderella yeah. right at the end of the parade standing at this point just go and say hello to her and every character and I mean oh. every character came and said hello to us and oh, to her nice. oh, that and is magical. see that is magical we've, that we've is. got and this gorgeous yeah, it's yeah. so good and we've got this gorgeous picture of like Wendy like sort of doing like pinching her cheeks and it's just oh, just the cutest amazing. thing ever um, but we hit, it was really awful. There was this child next to us that just went, Mummy, why do they keep why do they keep on going to that baby? And it was like, <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Awkward. Yeah. It's who you know. It's who you know. Yeah. It is who you know. It is who you know. So right. So now we've delved into your Disney. We mm-hmm. are going to um delve into your choice of film. So um after the break. We are going to look at Toy Story, which I'm so excited about. So, so excited. We will um, return after the break and looking at Toy Story. See you in a minute. Bye. If you want to get in touch with us at We're Make a Disney Nerd Out of You and tell us about your Disney, then follow us on Instagram at Disney underscore nerd underscore podcast. Or you can email us at disnerdpod at gmail.com. Now back to the magic. And welcome back. So this week we are going to be looking at the incredible Pixar film that is Toy Story. Um, I love this film. It's just so iconic from Mm. my childhood. So, so iconic. I'm so glad you chose it. Um, But... Why in particular was this your choice for us to look at? I remember, so it came out in 1995 and mm-hmm. I was in year seven. So oh, wow. 11 years old. Mm. And to see a, a film like Toy Story where, you know, we were all used to, you know, that, you know, the old style animation. animation yeah. yeah. And to go into a screen and see computer animation as advanced as that when... I don't know about you, but when I was in school, the computers were naff. You know, yeah. you, you had, I, mean, I remember using three floppy disks to load a game yeah. on my computer. And I just could not fathom how they could make a film as so advanced for its day. And it still is. I mean, you look back at it and yeah, okay, they've, 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 you know, they've improved the animation and what have you, but, but still it's amazing for something yeah. that came out in 95 to have that, animation and that storytelling mm. um and to make it into a feature-length film you know i just i was in awe i was absolutely in awe of it and just the, the whole story uh you know just the, the how the how the toys came to life and even the little things like the outtakes at the end and the credits yeah <laughs> and it was it started it was that whole amazing. tradition didn't it and yeah. you know what i was so disappointed when um because every pixar film up to uh, Finding Nemo, I think, in 2003 had the outtakes. Yeah. And then when I watched Finding Nemo, I was waiting, I was looking forward to the outtakes and they never happened. They didn't like, happen. Oh, and they haven't, ha- and I believe, I might be wrong, I believe, I don't think they've happened since. Um, no, I'm not sure. I don't, yeah, I don't think they have. No, and I, I you know, they, they, can't, they were so funny. Can I just, can I just 
kind of like interrupt there. You're saying outtakes as though you and know they're like real. Like, oh, <laughs> oh, Woody made a mistake. Oh, Buzz. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah, those added bits at the end. It was really good, (laughs) and you know what? I won't lie, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna say it. I thought they were really outtakes. Did you? When I was, when I was a kid. Yeah, that's a bit cheesy. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so um, I yeah, so just in terms, it it changed the face of cinema in terms of animation. You know, it was a defining moment, and um, I mean, I, I, you might have to correct me on this, Tom. I believe the first thing pixar did was a thing called tin toy uh, film. Oh. it's like a i think it was like a um just a short yeah. an animated well, short and pixar that's the, that was their first oscar was it so yeah 1989 so I, I think it was i i so this is i've got this in my facts i've got oh, this in my right, sorry, facts. facts so i i'm but it's good it's good it's a good segue so um i was gonna first of all sort of explain like i'm i'm very similar to you that I can remember, I think I, I went to see this on like my ninth birthday party, I think. Yeah. Um, and I just remember it being just so incredibly powerful to see something that were, that just didn't exist at the time. Yeah. yeah. And like, you know, I, I had an Amiga Commodore 64 computer. Oh oh. And like, you'd, I remember having a Simpsons game and you put one disc in and then you yeah. went downstairs, made yourself a snack, came up, yeah. you still had 15 minutes to load up. So you went and did something else and you came mm. back and it loaded up and it said enter disc two. So you put disc two in, then you go, oh, I'll go and get a drink, come back and it's still loaded. <laughs> That's that's what computers were like for us when we were younger. And um, it was, we were, I think we are, and we talk about this at school actually, is that we were the generation where it was, computers were exciting. They were, we were the last generation where it's like, wow, these computers are amazing. And it's like, they are adding so much to our life. Whereas now it's, it's part of life. And it's, it's, it's not, expected, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, and I think the t- children now don't don't have that association that we had with computers. I, do you know what, Tom? I thought you were going to say they don't even know they're born. <laughs> <laughs> but it is it's, it's true. Like you know, they they that whole like we can remember. We're probably the last generation that can remember not having information yeah. at our fingertips. And well, I, I had, think... I, I tell, well, I, well I tell for you, me, I had Encarta. 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 Yeah. Encarta 96. Yeah, bugger Wikipedia. Yeah. Like, Encarta, ni- Encarta 96 Can on a CD-ROM. Yeah. 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 yeah, no, I think you know. it was one CD. one CD. I think it was, you know. Oh, my God. And um, yeah. you had it all there. Yeah. And you had to like, you know, you had to load it up and yeah. search it and hope to dear God that your homework was on there. Yeah. That you could copy oh. and paste it. Um, <laughs> we never did that. We don't condone that. You know what? I won't lie to you. At uni, <laughs> what are you gonna well, admit when to? we had to do, you know, we had to do these long essays. Like, there was a bit of copying and pasting going on. But the good <laughs> thing was, back in, back in 2008, it was you had to print it out. You had to actually yeah. print it in so they couldn't do it like a plagiarism test. No. So we're quite lucky with that, Tom. We were lucky. We were yeah, lucky. I'm sure Sydney's not listening. Yeah, Sydney Henderson wouldn't like yeah, that. Sydney. Sydney Henderson. <laughs> Shout out. Hi, Sydney. <laughs> so um yeah, like I'm I but the other thing with this film is that there is a big generational thing, and I think for us, like we were it was it was like our toys that we were playing with coming to life. Yes. And I think yeah. 
That's that was like, such a huge thing. It, it was relative. such a huge thing. Yeah. 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 Completely. Um, but obviously, sort of going on what you were saying about tin toys. So, the history of Pixar is so 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 important. So, Pixar and Disney have a you know there is a symbiotic relationship. But something that I didn't know until we quite recently researching is that actually they wouldn't have existed, which is another like wow thing for me because I love Star Wars. They wouldn't have existed without Lucasfilm. Oh really? So the computer aided sort of animation. Um, computers all of that system was developed by Lucasfilm and Lucasfilm sold it to Pixar so so they sold it to Pixar and particularly obviously to Steve Steve Jobs who had some association with Pixar at the time Uh Um, and um, it it was uh, sort of in the early 80s where they were researching it wasn't even like let's make a Pixar short or a Pixar film it was let's research how we can use animation with computers and it was you know they are at the forefront of this yeah Um, that's so cool um but so Disney were in the mid 80s started to recognize that you know this is something possibly they could use and we've spoken a lot in the past in the other podcast episode about um, that you know in, in Baz the Great Mouse Detective and in Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast and Oliver and Company there are elements of the film where they used the Pixar CAD system oh, really? um, so you can see so like things like in Baz the Great Mouse Detective it's inside Big Ben or the cogwheels and um, and the in Oliver and Company it's the car and yeah. um, and when um, when the uh, Bed Mittler's character walks down the stairs that's all computer generated um but it was integrated into the hand-drawn animation so what um, about um you know Beauty and the Beast and the ballroom, oh, scene? The ballroom scene yeah that... so that was another key moment another yeah. key moment big, wasn't it? yeah and obviously Aladdin with the cave of wonders and all of that that and and in particular with Aladdin which we, we said when we did the episode that the carpet was the first ever computer-generated character. Wow. Wow. Okay. Um, because, you know, hand, trying to hand-draw a carpet is going to look really not great, yeah. you know, the way they needed to move. Yeah. So, um, but all of that led, they were like the little jigsaw pieces which helped help Disney and Pixar come to this film. And without those little jigsaw pieces, we wouldn't have Toy Story. Um, and they... They, as you said, in about 1989, they created a short called Tin Toy. Mm. Um, and um, Tin Toy was um, a film that, sorry, 1988, 1988, not 89. Oh, right. Um, yeah. So the, and they won an Academy Award for it. And it was um, for the animation. Um, and they saw this and Disney were like, actually, yeah, we want to work with you. Um Pixar wanted to make um, a feature-length animation of Tin Toy. They wanted to make a sequel for it as a feature-length. And it's like, yeah, let's do this. Let's let's get on board with this. Yeah. Um, and obviously the story, the, they, the original storyline was about the Tin tin Toy being this kid's favourite toy and it's being bought for this kid, but they had a ventriloquist doll mm-hmm. that was his old favourite toy and it was about their rivalry. I've, um, seen it, have you? I've seen bits of it, yeah. Yeah. 
so the uh, this then carried on so the ventriloquist doll became a cowboy ventriloquist doll and then they were like actually you know who plays with a tin toy nowadays so they sort of went and looked at what their children were playing with they're like oh action figures so the tin toy became buzz and then then eventually they're like oh no the ventriloquist doll is really really creepy Mm -hmm. let's not use that that's just making a cowboy doll and that's how we came to the storyline that we have now and the film that we have now um but obviously as we said this was the first feature length computer animated film yeah Yeah. Uh, incredible really i mean john lassiter was um originally working for the walt disney company yeah and it was and after tin toy they desperately tried to get him back but he was quite you know he wanted to start pixar so that's Mm. why disney said okay well you go you go it with pixar and we'll see we'll see how it goes in essence and um yeah and then what they created was genius really well we you know this was the the birth of the pixar generation really and you know it's almost like we have two camps at disney don't we We have the pixar camp we have the the animation camp and it's now the the two have sort of melded together that's what that's what i've been thinking recently you know i'm just kind of well it was yeah well 2006 yeah disney purchased pixar from from steve jobs Mm. um but it was it's it's crazy to think though that when they were at the early stages um of the animation so you had disney saying look we want this this is exactly how we want it and then you know Pixar kind of created the first kind of elements of the film using a storyboard and they showed it to um to Disney to say look what do you think and they went this is pants yeah <laughs> absolutely no this is that no we're, we're worse than that um is absolutely rubbish we you know you're not you know you've got to think of the adults you've got to think of the you know you're you're kind of aiming it just for for little kids mm. you know you need to show this to the world you want everyone to come and see it and you know, they were saying, right, you know, we're, we're shutting you down. They actually shut production. And they mm. said, um, we want you to come and work for us. Um, you know, we're going to do it our way. And then John Lasseter said, look, give us two weeks. Yeah. Give us two weeks to try and, you know, do what you want. And um, they actually called it Black Friday. That was the day when yeah. he went, this oh, is crap. Yeah. And so John Lasseter put his head above the parapet and said, look, give us two weeks and let us make this right. And what they did was they actually ignored what Disney was saying. Mm. They actually said, no, let's just go on what we think will work. Let's go on our instincts. And, you know, let's make it, you know, let's make it really funny and add, you know, these comedic elements into it. Mm. And um, then they showed it back to Disney, they showed it to Disney and they they loved it. They thoroughly, they thought it was brilliant. They said, right, carry on. And then production opened up again. Um, but it was they, close. There was a were... time where it was going to, Completely fold. was going to sh- fold. It was going to shut down, and Pixar well, wouldn't be what it is today. And Disney actually didn't put back their full funding because you know Pixar. If this film had been a failure, Pixar wouldn't exist. No, so exactly. Pixar, Pixar put all of their funding into this mm. film. They were yeah. so much trust in it, yeah. and you know, rightly so. I mean, it, it they spent thirty million, and it made over three hundred million. So yeah, you know, it's. You know, it's no, it's a no-brainer, um, and they, they sort of, are, you know, from what you said, just everything that I've sort of researched about this film is that basically, you know, they, 
they basically John Lasseter said, you know, we're gonna just do our, do this film our way, and let's trust in our way. And actually, what um, what came out of that was the fact that he, they sort of went, well, we need to embrace our limitations for one one thing. The technology can only go so far. So mm. the fact that it's a toy, it's about toys. Yeah, it's okay that it looks like plastic because yeah. they are toys. And I think it was and, easier to animate the plastic, wasn't it, than a, yeah. than a human? Definitely. Yeah. Mm. And um, the you know they sort of the fact that they um, they thought that this was going Disney thought this was going to be a failure came also from what, when they were trying they they're taking advice from Disney and you know let's make this make Woody more funny and make the Woody do this and he became Woody became a really harsh unlikable character mm-hmm. yeah and actually almost became a villain. And yeah. that that's not what they wanted. They wanted it to be a buddy film, which obviously is what we ended up yeah. getting. Yeah. Yeah. So um but yeah, there wasn't actually a lot of trust in this film. No, there wasn't. It's, so, no, and it was it was and it's isn't it amazing that you know how literally those two weeks, they had two weeks to change it around. And you know, if it hadn't have gone down well, Pixar wouldn't be Pixar today it wouldn't wouldn't exist and And, you know but it's adding those I think what they did was they added those adult lines in it's like you know I'm Buzz Lightyear I come in peace from the you know and then Pam says well I'm from Patel I'm from yeah Yeah. Yeah, that's where I think they went the right way because it's it's, he decided some adult humor it's all levels yeah I think that's you know that's what we don't as parents I think you kind of you know take your kids to the cinema you, you get the DVDs or well, not DVD, I'm sounding really old now, isn't it? <laughs> Disney Plus. But then you you hear all, you see all these movies, and you don't want to. You're sitting there with your kid, and you don't want to be bored. Well, it's you like you know, well. it's like watching the CBBC show today at the cinema. <laughs> you know, I won't lie to you, I was a bit bored <laughs> because there was yeah. no adult references. You know, it was yeah. just purely for the kids. Things that have got to go over kids' heads. Exactly. And us on us at another level. Yeah, sure. and, that's and that's what they did. and that's what. I think that's what they did in those two weeks, and then they, um, yeah. Yeah, Disney liked it. Mm. Well, the the thing that they also that that was because of all of this happening, there was the trust. There was no trust even when it came down to finding voice artists and trying to find sponsorship for the film. So, for example, um, Billy Crystal was asked mm. to play Woody really? um, originally before Tom Hanks, and he just went, "Guys, you're. I think you're." this is something that's got no legs i'm not interested i'm really sorry and he just said no flat no Jesus. And, um he just because he was like a computer animated film isn't gonna happen and yeah. the other one that was big was mattel and obviously in order for them to use the toys that they had mm-hmm. they had to have sponsorship from those companies and yeah. and rights to use those brands and so Mattel, they tried to get the rights of Barbie mm. and for the first film. And it, Mattel were not interested. They just said, look, no, you're not taking our biggest brand for this film. It's because a risk, we don't think isn't it? It's a risk. We don't think That's it's going to work. Yeah. And they obviously were like, you know, like we, don't, we don't want to give Barbie a voice because she is whoever whoever wants to play with Barbie. Yeah. That's their but voice. They yeah, changed right. their mind with Toy Story too, though, didn't they? Well, they did. But it's <laughs> yeah. the thing. Bye, now. They bye, were... bye, bye, bye. Yeah, 
because <laughs> like they were just like do you know what actually this made 300 million this could make us lots of money yeah and, <laughs> and i'm quite sure it did but yeah. interestingly though the fact that barbie wasn't included in the first film is the only reason why we've got um bo peep so i was thinking that actually when I, yeah, yeah. When i was watching it back not long ago so yeah. barbie was supposed to be the love interest for woody yeah. And um, because Mattel were just not interested, they had to rewrite it. And, it, you know, hence we got Bo Peep. And, yeah. you know, we wouldn't have got the storyline we had for Toy Story 4. Exactly. You know? And, it's, yeah. and you know, I think that's right. Because I think it's yeah. almost a little bit too predictable that yeah. love, love interest of a toy is going yeah. to be Bumblebee, you know? Yeah. And um, it was heavily... Um, it was very comedic, wasn't it? When was it? Was it Toy Story 2 or 3 where Ken was... Uh, brought in Toy Story Three, Toy yeah, Toy Story Three, yeah, you know, in his, in Ken's house, <laughs> and it's trying and all the different house. Yeah, uh, yeah, I do love um, that film. Yeah, so I didn't know about Billy Crystal though, because I know um, when they asked Tom Hanks, and he said yes, they actually used um, when they were playing around with the animation, they were using lines from Turner and Hooch. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, they were using some, uh, you know, some of these lines from Turner and Hooch just to play around with the mannerisms and the voice. Mm. And they, um, he, that was their way of trying to get him on board. And he was like, yeah. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm exactly. Yeah, this, uh, this looks good. I, yeah, count me in. And um, I'm definitely up for this. Yeah. And wow. Um, and then obviously, t- what was what, when we were looking, so with the casting, obviously we've got Tom Hanks and you've got the, who is just completely over the top and just completely like exasperated by everything that Buzz does. Yeah. But then you've got the the is is counteracted by tim allen's approach to buzz and when he first came along to voice he played it so matter of fact that they were like okay well actually that's how we want buzz to be they yeah. hadn't written him like that and they just went do you know what originally buzz was going to be um going to know that he's a toy but because he tim allen played him in this way it was like actually He's got. We, we're going to play it now that Buzz doesn't know that he's a toy. But I love the fact that 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 sort of collaboration has ha- you know happens. The fact yeah. that you know an actor they, an actor comes in to voice something and it changes their mm. interpretation of a character. I think that's just so interesting yeah. how they, they don't just go one road and yeah, that's how we're doing very it. Fluid. It is mm. very fluid and it's well, so it works. That helps. I'm going to sort of go segue into like I was going to ask you about your favorite moments in this film, and I'm going to segue into probably my favorite moment in this film because it sort of connects into that whole um, buzz realizing that he's actually a toy. Yeah. And it's the um, the bit when he pretends he's Mrs. Nesbitt <laughs> and the, the tea party. Yeah, I, I just love that bit so much and I'm like I'm sitting I, I'm Mrs Nesbitt I'm just yeah. <laughs> amazing oh, that's brilliant so, yeah. so funny like slip, uh, I think the lines like slipping Darjeeling with I can't remember like <laughs> you know the lines <laughs> I do I you know it's quotable it's another Disney quotable film because I I love the um I lo- see I I quite like the beginning of the film when um uh, Woody is standing on his pedestal and you know just doing yeah. like weekly announcements you know I think you know yesterday's uh, seminar on plastic corrosion awareness was, like, <laughs> was a great success you know I'd like to thank so and so for this I think you but know little things like that it's like, it's but as so an funny. adult as a child that means absolutely nothing but as no, an adult so and that takes me to Thursday brief, briefing yeah. in the bathroom yeah. you know 
Yeah, and it's, it's like, like, and also, you know, finding your moving buddy. If you haven't got one, yeah. get one. And then, you know, when it was um, Andy's birthday, and then you've got the soldiers, you know, making it a military I... operation. It was just but brilliant. The soldiers, it was so well done. Like, so that leads me into, like, um, in Toy Story 3, like, the the whole ethos of Toy Story was just, like, turned on its head. Yeah. Mm. And you get like one of the first scenes is is the soldiers going, you know, when when the toys are all being sorted and they're going to be, you know, they're looking for things to go to goodwill. The um, the soldiers are the first thing in the trash, and they're like jumping out, like parachuting out the window. And you're like, there's like three of them left, and it's just yeah. so bad. Yeah, it's like no. Yeah, yeah, it kind yeah. of struck, struck a chord, didn't it? You just think this is yeah. really a different, a different. Yeah, well, especially at the end when they, you know, if it wasn't for the aliens, they would have been, uh, they would have been toast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the aliens like fit like actually like finally paying back the favor of mr potato head basically yeah yeah, yeah. It's such i mean that film for me was just incredible like yeah. the toy story 3 just i saw it in when i was in america before it came out over here when i was working at camp america um <laughs> and we we took the kids to see it and we as there was a group of us all about the same age sat on the back row just bawling our eyes out yeah and same. and it was like and the kids looking back going what's that it's like you don't actually understand this this is this yeah. been like I this has been part of my life since yeah. I was a child I grew up with Andy like mm. you know it's it's that I think it's oh, that for us our generation it's got that that level of connection I think and oh, and it was you know it was 11 years in the making you know I think it, yeah. I think it came out in like 2010 and it was you know the previous one was you know 99 and yeah. you know it, it, it was always like, I mean annoying is it going to happen it, you know isn't it going to happen and when it finally came out you know it didn't disappoint it really didn't but um, I think with that 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 scene with Andy saying, saying goodbye, goodbye oh it was so I think, emotional I th- when it was it, it was I, I think it was for like so many different things though because Tom obviously you know you were at Camp America and we were doing all these kind of Mm-mm. things that I, I was like, oh, I'm gonna go gonna go real deep here but it's you know I think maybe it kind of struck a chord as well because yeah. we were all sort of you know going on to the next bit of whatever we we're gonna do in our lives and I think yeah. it was just that kind of realization is this this ridiculously you know this is a child's film you know and we're watching it and it's making me cry but I think there's there had to be you know that there's something more to just crying yeah. behind it because of the toys. I think it's you know the connection we had because it was our you know our childhood film as well, yeah. but because of where we were in our lives as well. So I think it's yeah, it's interesting. Definitely, and I think that is such an important where Disney sort of the generational thing and you know and, and yeah. having which has been the whole thing of this podcast for me is that having your own version of disney and, and yeah. how disney has touched your life and i think you know toy story is the epitome of that really yeah because you know i think for everyone our age in particular it's it has been such a big part of our life we've been there since the beginning we're still t- going on that journey yeah. with Andy and his toys and i think yeah it's it's such an incredible film um so um, the other thing about casting, obviously, the big bit of casting with this film um, is John Ratzenberger, um, yeah. who has been in every Pixar film. Yeah, absolutely. So he was obviously Ham. Yeah. 
um, in Toy Story. He was the am I, I'm, I think he was the swarm of fish. He was Finding Nemo. Was. was it? Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh. What was he? Monsters he in? was the um, flea, the circus flea in Yes. And yes. um, who was he in Monsters Inc? That's what I'm trying to find. He was <laughs> a character. Oh, he was. Um, he the was the Yeti. The on a Yeti. Snowman. I can't accept a Snowman and Yeti. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was. He was the Bonneville Snowman. What else was he? He was um he was in cars, he was the lorry in cars. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mac. Um, yeah, Mac. John um, in Wally. Yeah. Guy in Wally. Um, yeah, he's been in so like literally it, it's not a Pixar film without him, you know. It's I think I was trying to think what he was in Brave. He must have been in Brave. Um, um I'm just trying to think. Hang on. No, he must have been. I, need to watch I mean, I think I see, he must have been. Yeah. Oh, uh, Gordon. He was the, the guard, wasn't he? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Scott- so he's a Scottish he's, guard, apparently. He's been so. in, and like, even when I think when it's been, even it's just like one line, he's he's had some involvement in every Pixar film. And there's nothing sort of else really like that in Disney, which yeah. which I think is amazing. Um, I mean, we could literally, I think with Toy Story, we could sort of to go on and on about this film i mean it's got so many iconic moments it's created so many iconic quotes you know to infinity and beyond and it's it's something that um is always going to stay and it'd be a big part of disney i mean i love all the toy story stuff in the parks obviously i don't know i've never experienced it disney world but at Disneyland Paris, you um, have the RC Racer. Yeah. Um, yeah, Slinky Dog amazing. Coaster. Is, there, is that it? Yeah. yeah. Um, but I thought part of that's the one that's at Disney World. Disney World. But the, um, but the everything with the um, with the characters in, in Disney in Paris is amazing. They're a massive part of the parade. So we've got, um, you know, like talk about the generation thing where we've taken Lottie to Disneyland Paris. We've got some really gorgeous videos of her meeting Jessie and she loves wow. Jekyll and she loved Buzz. And, you know, it's it's all of those things for our family in particular that he, you know, Buzz, when Lottie was really little, she was obsessed with Buzz. We've got like <laughs> a, a video of her at the parade just shouting Buzz um, <laughs> off at the float at him. And we've got a really lovely picture um, of because um, my cousin's friend is also sometimes friends with Jesse, and um, <laughs> we've got this beautiful picture of Jesse walking with Lottie when she was about one, yeah. um, in her sort of cast me area. Um, it's just really gorgeous, really really lovely. Um, they're one of the, I've got a couple other sort of, um, there's a big Easter egg thing that's come out of um, Toy Story, but also one of the facts that um, I was, I don't know whether you know, but um, so obviously it was an incredibly expensive film for them to produce and they didn't know how successful it was going to be. But one of the, the cost cutting things that they did was to reproduce Andy many times. Oh, really? What, so, in terms of, like, the, like I said, the animation of the, the... Yeah, so the children all are the set. They're all the same as Andy. Oh, okay. If you really look, every child looks like Andy, but with different colour skin, different coloured hair, slightly different clothes. 
Right, I'm gonna have to oh go my back gosh. and watch now. I didn't know that. <laughs> it was because they physically couldn't afford to animate hundreds of other children. They just couldn't do it. They didn't have the time or the resources in order to do it. But even when you look at Sid, there are lots and You lots know what actually of... when you look at that. I'm gonna have to yeah. look at that now. <laughs> yeah. Sid and Andrew also have lots of similarities in like what their eyes it? and the the shape of the face and all of that. It's because Hasn't Disney, not Pixar, sorry, moving away, but Disney have done that a lot before, haven't they? Like throughout their different classics, like you've got um, like Mowgli, uh, some of his mm. movements actually look quite uh, are the same. So there's, there's the as, famous as... dance sequence that's in Snow White, Jungle yeah, yeah, Book, yeah, and it's like Robin, Robin. Hood. yeah, from Winnie the Pooh looks similar to uh, another a Disney classic movie, and they've used the same. Um, it's an old animation technique, and, sure, yeah. But in, you know, it's a cost-cutting technique. Yeah. But I just find it really interesting. If you look at all the children, they are all Andy. Right. It's weird. That's the good thing, isn't it? Because it's not focused on on the kids. It's focused on obviously I the toys, so. yeah. and you don't see the kids. What well, you, we didn't even you realize. don't. Well, no, you don't no. because they're not in it. They're in it for like a few few seconds. seconds. You've, got, you've got Sid and Andy is the main. Yeah you know humans but everyone else you know you hardly ever see them no that's interesting yeah, yeah very we interesting. have a big disney easter egg so i'm always hot on my disney easter eggs the disney easter egg that continued after toy stories obviously you've got the pizza express van so mm. don't know if you know about this disney easter egg so the pizza express van appears in lots of other disney uh, pixar films you mean pizza planet Pizza Planet, not Pizza Express. <laughs> you know what? I don't I think get... Pizza Express. Pizza, Pizza Express, Express, you know. I think I've got the well-known UK today. brand, Pizza Express. And Pizza <laughs> Planet. <laughs> I was thinking that. I was like, really? Really? Pizza <laughs> <Express>? <laughs> so, yeah, the Pizza... And then Pizza Planet, of course. <laughs> Pizza Planet. You can tell I live in, like, middle-class Oxfordshire. Pizza Express. <laughs> So, yeah, no, Pizza Planet, basically, um, yeah, it's like, it appears in lots of other Disney films. So, um, you're even to the extent of, like, ones you wouldn't expect to see it in. So, ones like Brave, there's, like, a wood-carved version of the van. Um, And um, I'm trying to think of some others. So, yeah, it appears in, um, not Zeta, because that's not Pixar. Um, uh, It appears in even, like, films like Luca, which is their most recent one. And um, it just, if you go through, if you Google it, you will see all the different points where the Pizza Express found, like, the shot with the dentist scene in Finding Nemo. I was going to say, isn't there, like, Buzz Lightyear there, or Woody, or... Yeah, it? you see, oh no, it's um, uh, la, 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 Mr. Incredible is on oh, the comic, right. the boys reading in the waiting room. Okay, and then um, the while it pans from the ocean to the dentist room through the window, the you if you really look closely, the car that drives underneath the office, the dentist office, is the Pizza Planet van. That's so I'm I'm actually googling it now as I as you speak to us. And I'm so sure it's in like cars, in Ratatouille, in yeah. Wally. It's yeah, in Wally. Wally. Oh so God. I think in, in the in the ruins of the world, you yeah. see the Pizza Express, Pizza Planet, not Pizza Express, <laughs> Pizza Planet <laughs> Man. <laughs> Somebody yeah. the pizza tonight. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Because brilliant. So, yeah. 
I'm gonna have to look, really look at all these films so we can spot. Yeah, yeah. There's some really interesting like connections, and Pixar's really good at doing that. Really, yeah, really good. I love it. stuff like that. It's like hidden Mickey's. Yeah. Stuff like yeah, yeah. I love looking for stuff like that. So, um, amazing. Thank you so much for um, exploring your Disney with me. Oh, thank um, you. Obviously, um, we've got one more week together, which is very exciting. I am actually going to take a bit of a um, sidestep to looking at sort of some nostalgic films. I'm actually going to a very recent film that I'd like you to look at over the next week. And I know you haven't looked at it. Mm. Um, but I would like you to watch the film Luca. Um, Ooh, okay. So I have recently fallen in love with this film, um, and I will go into more depth next week why this is such an important film for me. Um, but the but what also say I um, I don't know how much you've listened to the pod, but um, what I would like you to do for me for next week is to sort of delve into my Disney a little bit. Is um, if you could come up like I did for you guys five questions that could be related maybe a little bit more about our sort of stage history together, stage uh, Disney history, <laughs> um, uh, something along those lines. But also there is a running competition. So, okay. Oh my, okay, in, you do realise. Oh, look, don't say that. Adrian is super competitive. So, so yeah. there is the Disney nerd crown. At the moment, I'm losing. So right. there, I would also like you to come up with five quick fire questions yeah. with that Disney knowledge that you think I might even know or not know. So it depends on how much you want to trick me and, and trick, like, sort of catch me out. Oh. So I think we're um, going to have to do the catching out. Well, I have to catch you out, obviously. Yeah, because he's, he's got a lot <laughs> yeah. of Disney knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I'm at something like three and everyone else is at four. So I've won three times and everyone else has won four times. So, you know, you could either bring it to levelling it out or, you know. How many questions do you need to ask? So five, I want five um, quest normal questions to sort of delve into my Disney, yeah. but then five quick fire questions for the end of right. the first half. Oh, brilliant. Right, we'll get on it. Okay. Amazing. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you for having so, us. Oh, yeah, it's been great. I love chatting. It's been brilliant. Perfect. So have a lovely Disney viewing week, and <laughs> I will see you next week. Nice brilliant. one. Thanks, Take guys. care. Bye. Bye. Bye.